You're listening to the Voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is the first of two parts of While the Lights Were Out by Brathor Seer, who recently completed the Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat and has been writing furry fiction for almost two decades. You can find more of his stories on So Furry, Fur Affinity, and more. Read by Dirt Coyote, formerly of Twitter.com. Please enjoy. While the Lights Were Out by Brathor Seer, Part 1 of 2. The car forged a lonely path down the unplowed street. The crunch of tires on snow muffled by the foot of powder that had accumulated over the last few hours. The car's headlights illuminated bright cones of thick flakes still falling from the dark sky, making it difficult to see much of anything. Diego hated driving in the snow. The snoring coyote still wasn't used to these Midwestern winters, and even with snow tires and all-wheel drive, the occasional loss of traction, even fleeting, caused his heart to skip a beat and his grip on the wheel to tighten. If it were for anyone other than Faye, he would have already turned back. He ignored the doubt in the back of his mind that reminded him that they were no longer a couple, and that they hadn't spoken in the six months since breaking up. They'd been friends long before they'd been a couple, and even though Diego was still furious at how their years together had ended, some sense of obligation pushed him forward. Harder to ignore was the worry about why Faye had called him for help. The Martin had no shortage of friends. Diego did live near Faye's work, so it may have been simple convenience, but what if Faye had an ulterior motive? What if this was his attempt to reconnect so they could finally repair some of what had been broken all those months ago? What if he wanted to get back together? By the time he pulled into the lot, the defogger was struggling to keep up with the condensation creeping up the windows. Faye worked at one of those massive pharmacy chains where every building looked the same no matter what corner they occupied. Diego pulled up next to the only other car in the lot. Before he'd even finished putting the vehicle in park, a diminutive Martin, bundled in a bulky white coat and knitted hat, rushed from the darker car, a cloud of condensation briefly obscuring his features, before he climbed into Diego's passenger seat and let out a relieved sigh. The other male scent, a mingling of floral deodorant, a breath of mint, and the natural musk accumulated through a workday, reminded the coyote of nights spent curled up together, his nose buried in the marten's chest or the back of his neck. Faye had reddish-brown fur covering most of his body, with an alluring patch of creamy orange across his throat and chest. He had bright green eyes that were deceptively innocent, large and kind, concealing a sharp wit. Next to Diego, Faye shivered and rubbed his delicate paws in front of the middle vent. The coyote cranked the heat, though the windshield began to quickly fog. You all right? The coyote said, unsure of what else to say. Faye glanced at him from the side. Not really, but I'm glad you came. He hesitated then gestured to the pharmacy. Why were you even working in this? Most of the city's been shut down for hours. Faye blew into his paws and rubbed them together for warmth before moving them back to the vent. 
It's not like I set the hours. Corporate keeps us open as long as they think we can make money. The only reason we're closed now is because the power went out and the pharmacist went home. It's hard to imagine you putting up with that, he said after several beats of silence. When they were teenagers, they had made it a habit of walking out on jobs with little provocation. To help ends meet, he shoved some of that rebellious streak aside while Diego was working on his degree, but he'd still gone through three jobs in as many years. Faye shrugged. Can't lose the money. Fuck knows what this is going to cost. He gestured at his car through the window. Most of it was obscured by a blanket of snow. From what you said on the phone, it sounds like a bad alternator. That's not so bad. I guess around 400, give or take. Faye leaned against the car window and let out another F-bomb. That's still a lot for me. Most of a week's pay. A silence lingered between them as Diego checked his phone. We're not going to get a tow truck out here anytime soon. And I don't think it'll be worth it trying to jump you right now. If you break down on the road, it'll be a lot more dangerous. More silence. As a teen, Diego had spent a few sweltering summers working at his uncle's garage by the highway. He'd mostly answered phones and run errands, but he'd still learned how to do a lot of basic repairs. They knew that, and Diego wondered again if this was all performance. Not that it mattered. This was Faye. He would help if he could. I'll... I'll give my uncle a call. He might know a place where I can get the parts for cheap. And I could probably do some of the work in my garage. Faye's transparent reflection on the passenger window lowered its eyes. He looked tired, older than he was. That'd be really sweet of you. I'm sorry for making you drive in this. Guilt tugged at Diego. He'd expected bubbly excitement or flirtatious teasing from the Martin. This... This was a shadow of the Faye Diego had grown up with. It reminded him of the time they'd spent in this car during the move. The drive had taken three days, and Diego had been anxious and uptight most of the way. Neither of them had traveled far from home, and the further they got from the familiar scenery, the more certain the coyote grew that they were making a terrible mistake. He'd gotten through that, in part, because of Faye's energy and optimism. The entire thing had been an adventure for him, and Diego had been able to lean on that. This felt like a reversal. He forced a smile and put a paw on his friend's shoulder. It's not like I was going to let you freeze out here. Ten bucks an hour isn't worth it. Faye's half-chuckle was darker than Diego was hoping for. I'm up to thirteen, but... yeah. He tugged his hat off and ran a few fingers through his disheveled head fur. It was jarring to see the natural reddish-brown color after he'd been dyeing it for so long. If we're not going to be able to get the car running tonight... Would you mind taking me home? It's been a long day. Dago considered. You still in Taylor's old apartment downtown? Faye nodded. Where's he anyways? I assume you would have tried calling him first. Oh, I suppose I would have. But Tay's down in Cedar Key visiting his mom. 
Clawed fingers poked a cracked phone screen until a picture appeared. He held the device up for Diego, showing an athletic cherry raccoon with perfect teeth on a sunny beach, wearing nothing but two short swim trunks. He had some kind of tropical drink in one paw, and wore the kind of practiced grin of someone who spent a lot of time posting to social media. 90 degrees and sunny! The faux excitement in Faye's tone made for a passable impression of the raccoon. Diego regarded the image for a moment. He'd nearly forgotten how attractive Taylor was. He wasn't a professional athlete, but he'd gotten close and he still had the body to show for it. Beyond that, he had a way of carrying himself that just made you want to be around him, like the warmth of a fire on a cold night. By himself? Tay tucked the phone back into his pocket and looked outside again. His mom would only pay for one ticket. Not that I could have gotten the time off anyway. Diego ignored a slight churning in his stomach and instead focused on the conversation. Well, from what I heard on the radio, the power is out through most of the city. Not sure heading into the center of all that is a good idea. Faye had curled his long, thin tail around his thigh and was plucking at some of the longer strands of fur. I know you've got room at your place, but I didn't want to suggest it. That doesn't sound like you, Diego said, half teasing. Think we need a chaperone? Faye forced a smile. Taylor gets jealous when I spend time with guys I used to sleep with, even if it's just hanging out. Really? He didn't quite restrain the bitterness in his tone. The relationship had always been open. Growing up in the desert, more than half an hour from the nearest city, hooking up was more of a rare adventure than a regular part of their lives. After the move, that all changed. Available sexual partners were no longer a rare commodity, and Faye indulged. Tall and handsome, with striking yellow eyes and fur that looked almost golden in the right light, Diego got plenty of interested looks, but he was more of an introvert. He struggled to meet people and not feel awkward. Faye's popularity helped him to overcome that, and it hadn't taken Diego long to appreciate those benefits. At the time, he'd been satisfied by the dynamic. Now, as with many aspects of the last two years, he wondered if he should have been more cautious. Diego? Faye's eyes shined and Diego forced himself to look away. He almost apologized, but stopped himself because he doubted it would sound sincere. Well, you sure called in. There's plenty of room, and I can get a fire going to keep us warm if you want to stay with me. Or, I can also drop you off at a hotel. If you're worried. About Taylor, I mean. Faye considered for a moment, putting a paw back in front of the heat vent. No, we're adults. We can handle being together in the same house for a few hours. Diego pushed to let Faye change his mind. When nothing more was said, he put the car in reverse and pulled away from the pharmacy. Fair enough. It's not like anyone needs to know. Faye was uncharacteristically quiet as they pulled onto the road, and he said nothing more for the 15-minute drive. Dago didn't blame him for the silence. If they spoke, they would have to address what had happened. 
And while Diego wanted to have that discussion, he also dreaded it. Given the conditions they were driving in, he thought it best to let the conversation wait. As they turned into the neighborhood, Faye watched the houses pass with more interest than he'd ever shown while living near them. Not much had changed, but a few homes had been painted or recited, and even in the dark and snow, those differences seemed to catch his attention. Despite the cold, Diego's paw pads felt sweaty against the steering wheel. As they got closer to home, that only got worse. He let out a slow breath, hoping some of the anxiety would go with it. That didn't work, but he felt some sense of control, at least. They pulled into the driveway of the modest bungalow they'd shared before the breakup, and the coyote opened the garage with the click of a button. The door opener beeped loudly as he pulled in, letting him know the battery backup was still operating. The power was still out. A moment later, the silent chill of the house was broken by the click of the coyote's claws on ceramic tile. He held the door open with one paw, his phone held in the other for light. Besides the phone, the only illumination came from a battery-powered lantern he'd raided from his camping supplies. It now sat on the counter, casting long shadows made eerie by the howls of the ongoing blizzard. His sensitive ears lowered, as if to protect him from the absence of noise. Faye entered with the careful movements of a child, trying not to be noticed sneaking into the back pew after church services had already begun. His gaze lingered briefly on the dirty dishes in the sink, the scattered clothing left in the living room, and the cardboard boxes piled on the back half of the dining table. Diego hadn't let the place go, exactly, but he hadn't been diligent either. The Martin draped his coat over the back of a chair. The light blue polo shirt he wore looked a size too big, and the plastic name tag on the left side of his chest had his given name, Lafayette, written out in all caps. The place smells nice, Faye said after a moment of awkward silence passed. I was baking when the power went out. Didn't quite finish. Faye didn't do a good job of hiding the lewd comment on the tip of his tongue, but he held it back. I'm glad you're still doing that kind of thing. I miss your cooking. Diego didn't know what to say to that, and, like a sudden sneeze, the snark was out of his muzzle before he'd realized it was coming. Oh, it's nice to know there was something I was good for. Faye's faint smile faltered, and he looked down to the side tugging on his loosely tucked shirt. A part of Diego was satisfied that he'd landed a blow. Faye had a sharper tongue, and was generally better at hiding his feelings. Still, Diego had invited him to come back here. He shouldn't have let his anger get the better of him. He sighed. I'm sorry, Faye, he faltered as the Martin made eye contact. Listen, I know this is awkward. I can still take you to a hotel. It's not a big deal. The Martin's eyes dropped again, but not as deeply. I told you, I can't really spend money on something like that. Diego shrugged. You can pay me back. Now the Martin frowned. Buchica, I'm trying to make this less awkward. Work with me. Then how about you stop pretending? I know you're trying to be a good friend or something, but it's just making me feel worse. Can we just talk about it so we can get it out in the open? If that's too much, 
Then fine. I guess a hotel was probably best. Dago glanced across the room to the large front window, curtains still open. Other than the furrows his tires had left through the snow, everything was covered in white powder so deep it was hard to discern where the driveway ended and the street started. Even with snow tires and all-wheel drive, it would be dangerous to go back out for even a short distance. Feeling trapped, he forced himself to make eye contact. Fine. You really want me to say it? You're a pinchy idiot. An asshole. Faye regarded him with an almost dead expression that just made all the pent-up emotion of the last six months boil to the surface, and Diego was laying it all out before he could second-guess himself. After everything we've been through together, 14 years as friends, eight of them as a couple, you dumped me to be with a guy you'd known for all of three months? And rather than give me a chance to talk to you, or to even understand why this is happening, you ghosted me and left me to figure it out all on my own. Faye didn't flinch at Diego's temper. If anyone was used to seeing it like this, the Martin was. His lack of reaction just stoked the heat Diego felt in the pit of his stomach. And you know what? Yeah, I'm still fucking mad. I mean, he gestured around the room. After months of ignoring me, the first text I received from you is asking for a favor? Faye did look away then, eyes shining in the reflection cast by the lantern. Then there's this. Diego stepped around the table and pulled a piece of mail from where it was poking out underneath a stack of boxes. A few of them tumbled to the floor. The embossed ivory envelope had his name written in calligraphy across the front. He waved it in Faye's direction as he spoke. I mean, what the fuck is this? One last kick to the huevos? Just to make sure I knew? Faye shifted slightly, then forced himself to look back at Diego. You really think I'd send that? To be cruel? Diego threw his paws up, pacing across the kitchen. I don't fucking know, Faye. I didn't think you'd leave me either. If not to hurt me, then why? I mean, you always said you didn't want to get married. And you've been with Taylor for what? Eight weeks? And suddenly you change your mind? He didn't even realize he was breathing so heavily until he found himself panting, waiting for Faye's response. His ex-boyfriend stood in stoic silence for nearly a full minute while Diego waited for something. The coyote couldn't read his ex's expression, and that bothered him. He'd known this Martin for most of his life, and he felt like he was looking at a stranger. Finally, Faye spoke again. I'm... Sorry, D, he said, voice low. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. I wrote letters and emails and texts I could never bring myself to send. I thought about just coming by or calling. I just... I didn't know what to say. So you decided to ignore me instead. I... He swallowed. Shadows flickering across his muzzle as he dropped his gaze. I was embarrassed by how badly I fucked things up. I knew you were pissed, but you were so calm about all of it. Even when I told you that I was with Taylor, he sighed. At first, I just thought I should give it some time before we tried to... 
you know, talk again. Then Tay started getting suspicious of all our old friends, and given our history, I worried he'd get the wrong idea if I started talking to you again out of nowhere. In hindsight, the breakup shouldn't have blindsided him like it had. Diego had been focusing on a new job and trying to ignore the lingering issues in their relationship. His parents had argued constantly, but they were still together. He figured these kinds of things were just normal, and that the key to a good long-term relationship was to learn to live with the problems. The end of the relationship had come after Diego had been away on a work trip for a full week. When he'd finally gotten home, near midnight on Saturday, he didn't notice that most of Faye's things had already been taken out. Diego had found Taylor and Faye sitting quietly together in a mostly dark living room, holding paws. That didn't concern him. The two had gotten close since they'd met a few months earlier, and it was clear Faye enjoyed the intimacy of that relationship. But until that day, Diego had thought of it as a fling. He'd had his own such relationships over the years, after all. They were fun, but he'd never felt as close to one of them as he had Faye. What scared him in that moment was the tired but frightened expression Faye wore when he and Diego made eye contact. There was a palatable atmosphere of death. He immediately thought about his parents and close friends and feared for their lives. How could he have known that it was their relationship that Faye was mourning? Oh, I'm so sorry I kept my temper, he said, voiced back by another squall from the storm. Should I have been throwing things? Maybe. At least it would have been a reaction. I was exhausted and stunned. You ambushed me at the worst possible time. Should I have punched your new chichifo? Perhaps if he'd lost a few teeth, you'd have changed your mind? For fuck's sake, Diego. It was like you didn't even care. Diego swallowed down another spiteful retort and softened his voice. You know me better than that. Faye looked away again, absently picking at his tail while staying quiet. He always brooded when arguments didn't go his way. After a moment, Diego sighed and decided to ask about something else. You mentioned Taylor getting jealous about your friends. What do you mean? Faye shrugged, but didn't look at him. It's just a little complicated right now. He's dealing with a lot, and I've been having a hard time with... He trailed off and didn't finish the sentence. Anyway, if he finds out I came here, it'll start some drama that neither of us needs right now, and it's not like we're going to have sex. Diego felt a dueling sense of relief and disappointment at the last sentence. So you and Taylor are closed. For now, anyway... He says he wants to just enjoy being a couple for a while. And you're okay with it. Faye did look at him then, a ghost of mirth in his expression. Why? Are you disappointed? Diego rolled his eyes, mostly to keep Faye from seeing the truth in them. I am surprised you'd agree to that. Are you implying something, Diego? The coyote folded his arms. Remember last year? When you got sad because you only got to blow five of the six guys you invited over for our New Year's party? Faye blinked, as if he was surprised Diego would remember that. 
He teased me all night, then hooked up with Trisha, Faye murmured. Dick. So yeah, I guess I'm implying something. Fine, Tay said, though his tone suggested he wasn't. After a brief pause, he spoke in a more conciliatory tone. I'll admit that I leaned into my slut phase. And it's over. Martin shrugged. For now, to be honest, I wasn't in the mood as often after... He swept a paw in front of him as a way of finishing his sentence. The quiet that passed between them was punctuated by the steady ticking of the kitchen clock. Finally, Faye spoke again. Listen, do you mind if I take a shower? I'd probably smell. We all have our talents, Diego said, turning away to pull a bottle of beer from the dark fridge. If he'd ever needed a drink, it was now. If you want them, I put a box of some of your old clothes in the guest room closet. And I'm pretty sure you left some of your musk spray in the medicine cabinet. Really? I know I forgot a few things, but I assumed you threw it all out. Diego shrugged. Never got around to it. So, the shower? You know where the bathroom is. The water may be cold. Faye started to turn, but his eyes drifted to the beer in Diego's paw, then looked at him as if he was disappointed. He always looked down on Diego's preference for cheap domestic brews. As a concession, the coyote mostly bought expensive craft beers while they were together. It had been fun to try the different types together and to find the ones that tasted best, but sometimes he just wanted something simple. Now that he was on his own, Diego reverted to buying his father's brand. You're such a snob sometimes, Faye smirked then directed his gaze towards the liquor cabinet on the far end of the living room. Three shelves behind glass doors held a dozen bottles, most of them slightly dusty after months of being ignored. Diego didn't drink much besides the beer. Looks like you still have most of the basics, the smaller male said. Why don't I make us something a little more exciting when I get back? Maybe a hot toddy? Diego stared at him with a slight smile. What? Power's still out. Not sure how you're going to boil water. Oh. The Martin didn't say anything for a moment, and Diego sighed. I was going to get a fire going anyways. I'll see if I can find my camp kettle. I might want some coffee later anyways. Faye's smile was self-satisfied. Thanks, T. It'll be worth it. This was the first of two parts of While the Lights Were Out by Breath or Seer. Read for you by Dirt Coyote, formerly of Twitter.com. Tune in next time to find out how Diego and Faye reconcile their relationship and what the future may have in store for them. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.